I'm ready. I'm Jesus. You. you shut your mouth. Fuck, can you let the music play? Oh, gosh, yeah. I like this song. You kept me from going to Mexico. <laughs> Everyone, Dave and Jeff, it is Whoa. February 8th. It's pretty goddamn loud. Yeah, you are way overmodulated. What the fuck is Ernie going on here? The board no there? shit. February 8th, 2021. I, I'm looking at the fucking thing. God damn. I know it's loud. Stop. You asshole. You fucking Don't tell, you, thing is, Jeff can't see what the fuck I can see, but you're telling me. I know it's loud. All right. That sounds Do you good. want me to start over? You're no. 34 seconds in and you already dropped me. God dang nuts. God damn. Did you test anything down here? <laughs> I have a it sounded just, good a second ago when you and I were talking. I have a friend that just found out was a roadie. Oh, boy. You think you could have handled being a roadie? No way. I'm not doing that. Not even for one band? No band? Could You, be, you nope. probably would have been a roadie for Queen. That would have been you <laughs> going around the world hearing Bohemian Rhapsody. I hope right now you just ruin your political career by saying that comment. It sounds bad. The band Queen? Yeah, sounds bad. What do I got against Freddie Mercury? Okay. And uh, Brian May. Who the hell is the drummer? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. The only one I knew was Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Brian May is the guitar player. There's one guy that got kicked out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He kind of just quit. Brian May, goddamn, Dave, I'm mind-blanking Roger Taylor. That's Bro- pretty good. I have no idea if you're right or wrong. I trust yeah. you, though. You're better at this than I am. Well, I, I You think and the, Woods. I think the thing is, having lived in London in the mid-'80s, Freddie Mercury had passed away. But, I mean, you go out at night, man. Every club, they're, they're playing the whole Queen Library. No, I think I, Queen's one of those bands I think we talked about a couple of months ago. Bands that uh, if you listen to in high school, yeah. hey, what do you got on? I got Queen on. Oh, really? Big sis. <laughs> right? 100% true. Yeah. And then all and the people sudden, would say, why do you think they're called Queen? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get to a certain point. You go, well, that was just stupid. This is yeah, really good. Stupid. Yeah. So, no, I'm fine. But I could just, if there's one band, let me think about the bands you would have been a roadie for. Obviously, that big bitch, Luke Bryan, you would have loved that, running around your flannel shirt, listening to him lip sync every night. Oh, you son of a bitch. I said Don't it. dare say that. I tell you what, probably the band I would have picked, and they aren't even close to one of my favorites, is Motley Crue. That would have been, yeah. Yeah, things are happening. Well, did you see... Somebody posted on social media. It may have been Jay Posner. Yeah. Jay Posner last night posted a video of Metallica playing Enter Sandman yeah. on Stephen Colbert's show. Dude, those guys, that was a band, too, when they first came out. Where you go, yeah, they're great. And then you'd listen to Lars and you're like, douche. <laughs> douche. Either you're all in or you aren't. With right. Them. But I'll say this, Dave. Even if you were not all in on Metallica. If you see that performance last night, yeah, singer's voice is great. The band is so tight, and you go, these dudes have lived hard for 25 years, always want to fight each other, and you go, they're so goddamn good. Like, it was really, really good for hardcore Metallica fans yeah. are going to love anything they do. But if you're a casual Metallica fan, you just listen to it and you go, damn, man, give them credit where it is. Did Mariano come out? He did not, but that's what Posner said. It's funny. He goes, it's about this time, right after the Super Bowl. He goes, I feel like Mariano should be coming out to close out a game against the Red Sox. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I swear to God, I thought before Trevor picked Hell's Bells, I thought he had the same song. Am I crazy? I don't know. That, that story to me is all screwed up because I always thought Steve Finley played a part, a small part, 
and Hell's Bells being for Trevor. But yeah. then you find out that it was a, a guy in the entertainment department. And I feel like Trevor had it first. And then they went, enter Sandman. That's the way I remember it. Could be wrong. But I feel like Trevor got it. Hell's Bells took off. And then the Yankees were like, well, we better figure out something for Mariano. Yeah. Then they got a great one. Enter Sandman's really cool. I remember when Hell's Bells was played for like wow. the first time. And you had guys like Bill Center running around that press box like yesterday? crazy. Going, what is this? Who sings this? What's the deal? Like, nobody knew anything. I love Bill. Bill was one of the guys yesterday. You know, my halftime tradition is flipping around and looking for news on other channels. All right. Why don't you go out and see if anybody's standing on your yard, too, Bill? <laughs> I have a question for you. I did not see Bill write that. Why yes. would he write that? Because it happens every time. Anytime there's anybody progressive at halftime. And look, I watched the weekend. What was your takeaway from the weekend? I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was, I tell you what, I like the idea that he spent $7 million of his own Pretty money wild, right? to make it the way he wanted it. It's to me. It, it's like you're a performer. You're, yeah. So here's the deal. It goes, and, and to me, when I hear people complain about somebody that is, you know, into music that that my son is into or your kids are into, yeah. and Josh isn't a huge weekend guy. He's a Drake guy, I and mean, they're both from Canada, but the same thing, same kind of age. And I sit there and go, man, you're gonna sit there and evolve by paying attention to what the young people are doing. You don't ever want to be the get off my yard guy, mm. and so. When uh, people are ripping the fuck out of it, I'm like, well, how old are you? And, yeah. and what's your problem? And so for me, I'm, I was 100% fine with it. And when I see people on Saturday Night Live, because all it is is that square. Yeah. And it's up to the performer to make it exactly the way they want it. The, yeah. NBC throws no money into that. That's None. up to you. But you have to think if it's someone like your kid or my kid where he's doing all those songs Man, they're on Apple Music, downloading, downloading, Bang. downloading, yeah. downloading. He's going to make that money back, and he knows it. I mean, that's why they all all want to be part of it. I uh, So for me, early on, and I have a son who is way into the weekend. Yeah. So a lot of our Spotify stuff are things that we heard last night. But there was a part of me early on where I said, God, I wonder if he's two years too early. Where you go, blinding lights, obviously – very popular commercial yeah. NFL's been playing it since the draft. Yeah, a little bit into the ground. But I I looked at it and I I was thinking back, right? Where you go, really really Bruno Mars, everybody today is talking about Prince. Yeah. And I think Dave, when you look back at those two guys in particular, there were enough songs that had crossover appeal where even somebody who didn't necessarily know Bruno Mars, you probably knew Prince, right? Where you go, oh, okay, I get this, or I know this. And I just thought last night for the weekend, I go, wow, I wonder if he's a year too early, two years too early. But I dug it. I thought he was great. I think he's incredibly likable. I, I think he's a it. great young talent. I thought the whole deal, like you said, how he started in the stands and then bringing all those dudes out on the field. Yeah. I mean, does it eclipse top five? Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> Well, I remember when Prince went. Yeah. People like my kid hated it. Hated it. It's really? Like, yeah. Who, who the fuck and what? Yeah. Like, th no, did not like it. Kids didn't like it. The NFL, you could see they're trying to bring in a younger audience. That's why they did the whole Nickelodeon thing during the postseason. Yeah. And, and you know what? People want to see different things that they're doing. 
That's how you grow. I mean, eventually guys like Bill Center are looking at the news. I can't find the goddamn news. He's going to pass away, and when Bill passes away, are they just going to stop? cut the NFL? Go, fuck it. Bill's not here, so we're going to ruin this whole league. Yeah, No, you're done. trying to build an entire audience. That's what they're doing. Diversify, man. It's a league that needs uh, diversity. And nobody <laughs> like, look, if everybody liked the same exact music, would there be one radio station? That's it. Um, Calm the fuck down, as you always say. Yeah. Prince in the Rain, dude, playing Purple Rain. I, I liked it. It's pretty wild. With yeah. those heels on, and when you yeah. watch the NFL films, and they're like, he's moving around that stage, and we're waiting for him to wipe out because yes. the stage is like ice, and he's moving up. Plus, Prince was just such a fucking maniac anyways, yeah. right? Like, the stories you hear? See, yeah. I, I, I tell you what. I like Prince. My, my wife doesn't like Prince. My son doesn't like Prince. It's kind of funny. It's just one of those things where I always thought Prince was, was pretty great yeah. at what it is. And then I found out the other day, he was banging Kim Basinger during the filming of Batman. Now what? He's a coxman. He is a goddamn coxman, and he's pretty handy on a slick floor. My, he's a Minnesota guy. My brother-in-law was an early member of the Prince fan club. Like Really? 20, like Him and Kirstie Alley? No, like 25 years ago. My sister and my brother-in-law. 25 years ago. Dude, longer than that. Maybe. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be like 35 years ago. It, probably. Yeah, he got in like right at the start. Okay. That's around 83, 84. Yeah. It's about probably when he jumped in and they got invited to private listening parties at Paisley Park. Really? My sister said, we have been on the small stage at Paisley Park jamming and dancing, just having a great time while Prince was 10 feet away from us jamming out. That's really? the kind of stuff he did for the fans. Yeah. So I, I love those stories because I wasn't that hardcore fan. I don't know that I'm that hardcore fan for anybody, but I I like it. And my son, like I said, not a hardcore weekend fan, but he digs him. Likes him, likes Post Malone, so yeah. I hear a lot of that. Shit, can you imagine if they booked Post Malone last night? Uh, can you imagine what that get-off-my-lawn crowd would have thought <laughs> when he came rolling out? Weekend comes out in a sweet suit. His voice is great. I had more people that said, I don't know who this guy is, but he's got a great voice. Yeah. Sound was fucked up at the start. I thought he was cool, man. I liked it, but I've always been an R&B guy. So, again, last year, do you do you remember who it was last year? They were asking yesterday. Was it Demi Lovato? No, it was, it was J-Lo and Shakira. Oh, shit. And, so, yes. and everybody was in because those girls were fun to look at. Well, I mean, the music's fine, but it doesn't matter if you like the music or not. Even Bill Center's not changing the channel. Uh, he said it's a tradition, Dave. Tradition, halftime here. Get those hussies off my screen. <laughs> Find ANN, All News Network. Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. What's your favorite memory with your son, Josh? Oh, that's a good one. Well, well let me ask you this. How yeah. many practices do you think you, you drove him to over the years? Oh man, a ton. I mean, god dang, between that it's funny you say that. That was you know, for obviously for almost every parent, there's a time where you aren't going to do that anymore, you yeah. know, and it's it's not happening anymore. That's why I was so bummed out when his last game was they lost with 1 second to go. And all yeah. that was going through my mind was how much time oh, yeah. that he sacrificed friendships and parties and different things for sports. And then I was thinking, well, how many god dang uniforms have I washed? I was always the guy right that that washed the uniforms and, and made sure his shoes looked great and everything else was ready to go. I was always doing that for my kids. And so 
I don't know. I was bummed out that it came to an end, knowing at that moment it was it was over forever. Um, God dang! I, how many? How many? Uh, I tell you, I, I do have a, gr- a favorite moment. Well, let me ask you this before yeah. you get to that: How many Taco Bell lunches have you bought him? How many Chick Fil A's, <laughs> McDonald's? More for Jake than Josh. All right. You know, one thing I, I think I've told you this, which which makes me laugh now. I think about it. Jake and I have done so many travel ball tournaments that even more so than I did with the Josh just that we just played a lot more like 100 games a year we'd play mm-hmm. and that's not counting leagues that's just travel ball and we'd always the games and in late and we'd run through a Burger King or a Wendy's or whatever the fuck and so it was always like hey get two junior bacon cheeseburgers each you know and a, yeah. and a coke and um god I can't tell you how many fucking times you'd be handing me stuff on the freeway and he'd go dude there's only one in here and I'd go, what the fuck? You know, I'd yeah. be super pissed. And I'm Who like, was doing this? Jake? Jake would say, he goes, oh, yeah, he, he goes, dude, they fucked you. He goes, you only, only put one in here. And so I'd go, fuckers, 1145 at night, I get one. Yeah. And I'd be pissed. And about a month before he passed away, he told me, he goes, hey, remember all those times you got <laughs> fucked with that one burger? And I said, yeah. He goes, I had three of them. I go, you asshole. But at least he came came forward to let me know that it wasn't everyone in Santee didn't know how to run a drive through. It was him. All right, let me hear the Josh moment because I have a question for you. All right, so the moment is Rita's dad and, and mother were, were, were great-grandparents. Mm-hmm. And so Rita's family didn't come to a lot of my kids' games. Um, number one, they didn't understand it. When Rita's dad was into the Padres in 98 because yeah. he understood you, what you and I were doing and radio yeah. was something I wanted to do, he got into it and he'd watch Padre games the way people watch fourth and once. Oh, yeah. He didn't understand every pitch. It was like, oh, fuck, it's a ball. Like, he was losing his goddamn mind in the first <laughs> setting on a ball. He was so great. And he didn't, he didn't understand. So we talked him into coming to a game when, this is 2007, Josh is 13 years old and he's playing uh, all-stars as they're advancing. And um, he comes to watch him. It's the last time he ever saw him play. He died oh, wow. shortly after. Damn. And uh, a ball is hit up the middle. Josh is playing short. It hits him right in the, in the nose, like breaks his nose. Uh, and there's, you know, blood, the whole deal. He has to, you know, comes running over to me. I'm coaching and clean him up. I'm going back out. And uh, Rita's dad was so upset he had to leave at that moment. He could, couldn't stand to watch any more of the game. He leaves. Well, we, we end up winning. Last ball's hit to Josh. Throws over to first base. Gets the guy out. We we win the flag. And everybody runs to the to the mound to celebrate. Except mm-hmm. him. He runs right past the man and runs right to me. Oh, nice. I think that was my, my favorite moment. Well, I want you. I just want you to take a second and remember that moment, right? Okay. Now. You remember the oh. feeling right now? <laughs> yeah. That's I really, think I know where you're going. This was really great. I think we all, as parents, can feel that. So now, as you sit there, Dave, and you reflect back and you feel it, how do you feel that that same guy who ignored his teammates to come to you just fucking cut your balls off on social media yesterday? Dude, I didn't know he did it. He didn't tag me. He tagged you in Woods. It was it was the most beautiful. <laughs> Emasculating move. I've I didn't ever realize seen. it for hours. Well, what were you thinking when you put the fucking man bun in? I didn't put. I didn't do it. Rita did it. She goes, "I wonder if your hair would go." Because I told you I haven't cut my hair since COVID. I said I took like two, three inches off at the most. I said she says, "I wonder if you could put it in a ponytail." Like I don't know. I don't know how to put my hair in a ponytail. So she did it. Thank but com- he had it too. That son of a bitch. Because she wanted to see whose hair was longer. He hasn't cut his hair either. And then when she's doing mine, click. He took a picture. And then he fucking tagged you and Steve. I had no they idea. Killed you. For hours. That picture will haunt you. I didn't you. know like till the, after the Super Bowl. That was like eight hours later. <laughs> what did you think when you saw it? Well, like, you, fucking you hammered me too. I didn't know I was, again, it was, oh. like, it was like the joke behind my back. I had no idea, dude. Everyone was goofing on me. 
it, you got killed like nine times because it's so awesome. Uh, 30 Second Fights puts this video up, and it's this guy in, in green trunks, and he's just wailing, throwing about yeah. 90 punches. And then all of a sudden, this dude in the yellow throws one punch and knocks him out. And I said, this fight reminds me of Palais, green trunks. Every time he talks shit, and then Padre Twitter, yellow trunks, reminds him he wanted to trade Tatis. Now, I, I think in fairness to Dave, as much as I love that story, you just were talking about a bunch of different scenarios. Yeah, that you. Yeah, I did. You were never adamant that they needed to trade Tatis, but I love the fact that's, that the narrative what, has changed. That you loved yeah. Real Muto. I that did. Was your guy. And remember, the Marlins were giving everybody away. They, were, yeah. they gave Yelich away for nothing. They gave John Carlo away for nothing. They were giving JT away for nothing too. So it's just. And I said, just it, go get him. And then he had a huge year for the Marlins the next year, and I was like, fuck. I I got it. But I was like, we loved hedges. We loved hedges. That's what it was. No, it had nothing to do with yeah, hedges. Preller loved hedges. It, it, it had nothing to do with hedges. Oh. They weren't trading fucking Tatis. I didn't. I swear to God. Okay, my, that wasn't my example. But yeah, it, I understand. It all comes back always to Tatis. It's fine. I wear it. So you assholes. That was the first one. Just so you know, JT's the best catcher in baseball has been for three years. Yeah, you ever heard of Fernando? Fucking, so far, is not the number one shortstop. You ever heard of Austin Nola, buddy? <laughs> Should do some homework. You ever heard of Victor Carantini? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. Who's the yeah. other drug guy? Uh Camposano. Yeah. Fucking Great. sponsored by Lit. <laughs> uh, so I felt really good about. Oh. Dude, you yeah. got smoked again. Uh, you got crushed all fucking weekend. Great. Because you put up your bullshit fucking Trevor Bauer thing. Yeah, let's get, get into it. We will. Okay. And I uh, got super bullshit I got to ask you, too. You, you're jumping around on me. We put that up, and I go, yeah, this fucking guy is about as annoying as it gets. But knowing this audience. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, you were here when I said what I said two weeks ago. Are you going to sit there and, and repeat about what Bauer? I said? About who I said I don't want him on the Dodgers. No, I was just going to. Okay. I'll get to that. I got you covered. I I got you covered. But I, it's it's fucking such low hanging fruit. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just put a Padre Twitter poll up. Who and I can't write. Who the fuck's more annoying right now? So I just wrote, who's more annoying, Palais or the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. <laughs> I'm thinking I get 100 people to vote for this yeah. fucking thing, and I figure you win 80-20, right? Yeah. I'm dying laughing. This fucking thing. They 477 oh, people voted. 74% think you're more annoying than that motherfucker. I couldn't. St- and, then, and then Josh puts the fucking ponytail man yeah. bun, to which Billy today, you celebrate Trevor Power, and Billy writes... I'm sorry, Dave. I can't take you seriously knowing you wrote this with your man butt. <laughs> it was a rough weekend. God damn. All right. Oh, I'm- my God. I got to tell you. So Saturday, I'm in Lakeside. Yeah. I'm coaching a group of kids, and all of a sudden, I hear, hey, Palais, eat shit. Eat shit? Yeah. And it's Matt Strauss who follows oh, yeah. us, who's coaching yeah. a bunch of 12-year-olds. 12-year-old <laughs> girls. He yells, the coach. Screams from one field to the other to eat shit. And then you got Jason Miramontes over yes. there. He what? hears it. He yells, eat shit, too. Good. And then some guy I didn't even know in the park yells, eat shit at me like two, an hour later. All right. I want to I wanna get into Trevor Bauer and then the Super Bowl because I, I have a very 
fascinating Go ahead. Uh, Super Bowl point of view that I heard tonight with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Great. Some real, some real heavyweight talk radio all-stars. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we're here talking about Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Talk about San Diego. At that point, they'd already got Snell. They already got Darvish. And you said, I hope he doesn't go to the Dodgers. Yeah, I did. And now, I think we were all kind of thinking a one-year deal. I, I don't know how much we thought a three-year deal would happen for him. We kind of went back and forth. Remember, I did say one-year, $40 million. I did hit yeah. the number. Yeah. So, that's what he gets. Three years, 100 and whatever. As he we gets o- 40 this year with an opt-out. He's not going to opt-out because yeah. he's guaranteed to be the highest-paid guy in baseball this year. Yeah. Then he's going to come back the second year, $45 million, makes him the highest again, guaranteed. No one's going to make more than $45 million. All right. And, and then the third year the is? The is $17 million. He will opt-out after the second year, unless he's shit. Yeah. But he's, he's going to opt-out. So it's basically a two-year deal, $85 million. All right. So now you look at that, and I'll tell you – and I'll tell you honestly, yeah. where I would come at if San Diego had signed that deal. Okay, they did offer him a deal. The Padres offered him a four-year deal. For how much? Do we don't hear? They, we don't know the money, but they said they they. And it's interesting because before they, or after Darvish, it was after Darvish. Wow, they offered him, and so that's what everyone wants to know: what's the deal with Lament? So I think they're they're happy with Lament from what everything you're hearing. Um, anyway, that that's not what you're getting to. The thing is, Bauer and Clevenger are best friends. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. All right, so now Bauer signed. Who gives a fuck about the money? The yeah, money doesn't impact doesn't affect you. any of us. Could be a two-year deal for $9 million or a two-year deal for eighty-five. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? All you know, Dave, is on your team that is the current World Series champion, you bring a very polarizing guy in. When you see that deal, do you love it? Do you go, you know what? All right, I dig that. Or do you go, man, I'm not sure I like the dynamics. Where are you at on it? Okay, so uh, for the people that didn't hear the show where I said I didn't want him, I didn't want him because of he was getting his fans, his followers, to attack women on social media. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, come on, man. We're, yeah. we're always pro-female on the show. And that's not that's not your dynamic. That's not my dynamic. So um, I said, I just don't want him. A year ago at this time, I was saying, I really hope the Dodgers or Padres make the trade for Mookie Betts. Good guy. Yeah, this, of course. This guy, not so sure. So, yeah, is he a tremendous talent? Of course he is. You know? Yeah. Is he UCLA, did he have problems? Has he never had friends? Kind of like Jim Harbaugh, who never had friends. Yeah. Right? Perfect. Perfect fucking analogy, right? So, here's the deal. I, from what I've heard and what I've read, Walker Bueller was one of the guys that Andrew Friedman went to because Bueller and Bauer are close. Okay. Now, I don't know why, but they're they're close. And Bueller signed off on it. He goes, dude, our clubhouse is so strong with personalities like Clayton Kershaw and Betts that he, if something got crazy, it wouldn't happen because of him. He'd be knocked into his place. Mm. Yeah, he's a tremendous talent. You know, he won the Cy Young for Christ's sakes. I understand yeah. it was a shortened season. Still, he won the Cy Young. They someone had up today that Kurt Schilling didn't figure out till this age either how how to be effective. Yeah, this guy's around the same age. Who knows? Um. I, the Dodgers are a better team with him. I'd be crazy mm-hmm. to say that they're not. So, yeah. and to think that he's the number three is bizarre. Do you, think, do you think he's three or two? I think he's three. I think they go right at my opinion. Walker Bueller's the ace. He goes okay. one. Kershaw goes two. Then you go Bauer. Then you go Price. You go in righty lefty righty, and then it. you probably come back with Urias as the five. Yeah. And then you come back in with the righty again. So you're just alternating all the way through. Interesting. Yeah. If he'd come here, Dave, it would have been 
the same deal. It would have been he, huge. Okay, where would he be in the Padre rotation? God, it's a great question, right? Two? Yeah, one? Yeah, one or two. Yeah. I mean, he won the Cy Young. How do you not give yeah. him the start? Yeah, one or two. Uh, I think it's Snell and Bauer. Yeah. yeah. So however you want to go. Either way. Yeah. And Darvish had the, the better year than yeah, all of yeah. them. Yeah. But it, Darvish, it was fanta- yeah. fantastic. To me, I would have looked at it and I go, I would have said here tonight if they had signed him. And again, going out, let's just say two years, 85. I would have said, man, that that is not a guy that tends to fit the mold, right? Yeah. And for the reasons that you said, it's it's the whole social media thing. It's the conspiracy theories. It's the anti-women stuff, the whole deal. And you go, I, I just would have said, all right, the team's better, but at what price? Yeah. But I I look at it from the Dodgers' perspective. It, did, it didn't feel like a typical Andrew Friedman move. It wasn't. It was the first major free agent they've signed since 2013 when they signed Granke. I love the pods. I've loved them forever. I, I just, I'm not going to come on and start pitching this bullshit that pods have had an amazing offseason. I really don't think that... Andrew Friedman woke up in a cold sweat and said, well, we got to do this to do that. I know they they would be very quick to say the division's much better than it was it when the season ended. But had the Padres just got Darvish, I still think they're of in course. the market for Bauer. I just, I don't think what they did has to be all about what we did. I think they can be two separate things. Uh, I'll also say this. I love the fact that he's in L.A. And I love the fact that he's in L.A. Because if San Diego can win it this year and they can beat him. Yeah. I want him to beat the fucking Dodgers at their best. Yeah. and this That's is how the, I go. This is, in my opinion, this is the best Dodger team on paper they've ever yeah. had. I want them to beat the Dodgers at their best. Yeah. I don't want them to beat Kershaw down and having to go, you know, Urias is the one or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, May, any of those guys. You go, fuck, man. You beat this team, you deserve it. Yeah, without a doubt. And I look at it and I go, whether the Mets had signed him or the Pods had signed him or the Dodgers signed him, yes, Cy Young, goddamn, that 3-9 ERA is huge, but it's also 3-9 ERA that a lot of it was gathered in the American League. Yep. So, I don't know. Fascinating guy. I can't wait to watch the pods match up against him. I think it's awesome, man. This is, it is awesome. It, it's great for Southern yeah. California baseball. They right. Have, again, the Dodgers and Padres being the – it is. It's the best rivalry that you're going to see in a division the entire year. It's going to be bigger than the Braves and the Mets. Yeah. It, it's big. It's And the Red Sox suck this year. Yeah. The American League is down all the way around. But overall, the Dodgers and Padres for years, I think, are going to be what people are looking forward to. And, I mean, when's the last time the Padres on a regular basis were playing primetime national games? The thing – forever. Yeah, forever. The thing I like about it too, Dave, just as a fan, is Bauer is a guy to me that I think you can get in his head. I think you can get in his head. I think you can rattle him a little bit, right? Like, you mentioned Schilling. When Schilling and Randy Johnson were with Arizona – you were just like, God damn. And yeah. I didn't feel like either one of those guys you could get in their head, right? Yeah. When Clemens was with the Astros and would come to town, I didn't feel like you could rattle him. I didn't feel like uh, going way back, Nolan Ryan or pick any of these guys. Kershaw, Kershaw throughout his career. Maybe playoffs you can make up, but during the regular season, you never felt like, 
man, you hit this dude a few times, you rattle him, you could get in his head a little bit. Bauer, to me, I go, shit, Machado's had great success against him. Tatis is a stud. You got a few other guys. I just feel like it's going to be so emotionally charged yeah. because of who he is. Um, you know what? He may just go up there and blend right in and just be, be a really, really dynamite pitcher. Yeah, the plan is, from what, on the Dodgers side, is Kershaw is going to walk after this year. Kenley yeah. Jansen's walking after this year. Okay. And they could lose Chris Taylor. It could be $60 million off the books. Wow. Okay. And then to replace him would be Dustin May in the rotation mm-hmm. or, or Josiah Gray, who's their number one prospect pitcher. So they're thinking, hey, what if we do let Kershaw go? Because the yeah. Dodger plan is you don't keep guys after the age of 33, 34. There you go. And that's why Justin Turner hasn't been re-signed yet. I mean, if you're a Turner, you're going, how am I not been offered a contract? Yeah. You know, spring training starts in a few weeks, and here I am, 36 years old without a team. And so you you kind of wonder how all that works out. I'll, I'll, I'll Let me throw this one at you. Okay. Looking at the Padres mm-hmm. and their, their starting rotation, all all five guys I'm going to throw at you, Snell, Lamette, Darvish, Musgrove, mm. and who do you think? Morihone is going to be your fifth? I still think or Paddock. Or Paddock, okay. I still think Paddock right now, but with Morihone here and, and whoever else. Do all five of those guys have question marks? Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I look at it, well, let's go right down the line, right? For Snell, I mean, is he strictly a five-inning guy, or is that Rays baseball? That's what I wonder, too. So it's a question mark, because you and I are asking that question, too. Yeah, I I wouldn't say question mark in the way that I say question mark about Lamette, because is Lamette healthier as the elbow thrash? I wouldn't say question mark in the way I would say it about Paddock, where you go, dude, talk about a guy you can get in his fucking head, right? Paddock's like that. Um, Darvish has been incredibly special, but unlike Bauer. Darvish has, has, Darvish's last four months have been outstanding. Uh, actually, His last two in 2019 and the two last year. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And so. Uh, Musgrove hasn't getting, has trouble getting past the fourth inning. Yeah, I like that, though. I, I do like that, but. For me, I would say, yeah, huge question marks about Paddock, huge question marks about Lamette, uh, question marks about Musgrove, and, yeah, I mean, like anybody, I'd, I'd have minor questions about Snell and, and Darvish, but not nearly as much as the other three. Right. I think out of all those and five— And I'd put Gore in there, too. Yeah, and with all those five I just mentioned, Darvish is the one I think I'm most comfortable with. Like, I know what I'm going to get from Darvish, assuming he yeah. stays healthy— I'd say Snell for me is the guy I'm most comfortable really? with. Yeah, he just – I just think Snell guys hasn't like, been the same guy since he won the Cy Young in 2018. You know, 2019 wasn't great. Last year he had a fantastic game six, and that's what everybody remembers. But he, he wasn't the guy. You know, he wasn't – hasn't been the guy, the guy. I uh, I like him coming over here. I really do. I oh, think, I do too. I mean, if he was on, on any team that I follow, I'd sit there and go, dude, it's yeah. great. I'm glad he's here in San Diego. And then I like it too as you look ahead to put Clevenger back in that mix at some point yeah. in 22. But I think any – Dave, I, I follow the Twins. The Twins are full of question marks in the rotation. Yeah, you got one guy you can you trust. Yeah, and to me, I look at uh, I look at the Angels and I go, how the fuck did the Angels yeah. not jump on that deal for Bauer? Right. Like you wonder what is already doing. What's he, what are you doing? I mean, how, well, how, you gotta, how are you paying you gotta, Mike Trout, the best player in the game, all this money, and you aren't doing anything to help him out? You got a first-time GM. You yeah. don't have a – whatever happened, 
I thought Dave Dombrowski was supposed to be the guy for the Angels, and then he never ended up. Well, Dave's known for spending money. I don't think Artie wants to spend money. Yeah. Dave said, no, I'm staying with Nashville, and then he went to the Phillies, yeah. right? And gets real muto. But but for me, I look at that deal, I go, fucking Dodgers, dude, print money. Yep. Print it. And they want to win again. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what homework they did or didn't do to get Bauer figured out, but but anything that makes this division more interesting, and, and we've said it a thousand times, fucking Giants are a year away yep. from having about $4 million, $5 million on the books. Their farm system's getting better, and they're going to be really, really interesting too. So I, I think the West is going to be an incredibly fascinating division for about the next five, six years. All right, so here are the odds here I have for you from, uh, from the MGM today. All okay, right. I'll give you the odds to win the World Series National League, National League West. You tell me what this means because I'm not, I'm not great at it. Okay. All right, Dodgers are plus uh, 350. So if you bet $100, uh, you would get 450 back. Okay. You'd get 350 plus your 100. Okay, so the Yankees are next, plus 600. Braves are after that, plus 900. And the Padres are tied with the Braves at plus 900. Okay. <laughs> Tell you what, Dave. Out of all of them, I love the Braves bet. Yeah, I, I do too. The Braves plus are really 900? good. Yeah, fuck man. And they're getting Soroka back. Yeah. Okay. The next two teams, by the way, they like are the White Sox and Mets. Okay. Here we go to win the National League. Dodgers plus one seventy five. All right. So bet a hundred, you get two seventy five back. Okay. Padres are plus four hundred. They're number two. To win the National League. To win the National League. At plus four hundred, that At might plus be plus four hundred. Yeah. Pretty goddamn good. Braves are plus five hundred. Okay. Then it goes Mets, Cardinals, Phillies. Odds to win the National League West. The Dodgers are minus 300. All right. So you'd have to bet 300 to win 100. Wow. Okay. Uh, Padres are plus 200. Giants are plus 4,000. 4,000. Rockies and Diamondbacks are plus 5,000. God damn. Bet 100. You're winning 5,100 back if wow. one of those teams puts it together. So that, that's today. That's the MGM today. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's it's extremely exciting. Someone put out there, which I, I thought was kind of funny, is um, the Dodgers have three Cy Young Award winners and Walker Bueller. And Walker Bueller is their best pitcher, you know. Good. And so you sit there and go, well, fuck. Well, David Price isn't 2012 Cy Young Award winner, David Price. And the rumor is the Dodgers are trying to flip him out before the start of the season to Can save you money. Can imagine? Yeah. Yeah, to, to save a little bit of money. I don't know. We, we've asked this question inside our house a lot. Do you give David Price a ring for opting out? I think you do. He still gets one. I think you got to give him a ring. Even though he never threw a pitch? Didn't, didn't put on the uniform. Well, you're getting cubic zirconia, kid. <laughs> Unless you want to buy one. You can buy one like we do for uh, for wives and families. Yeah. We'll get you the pendant. Okay, how deep do you do you go? Like, if you're a team that wins the the World Series, like let's say you're the Cubs in 2016, because yeah. we know that the oh, Cubs they took went it very way much. deep. Like, do you take care of all the guys in the minor leagues, their managers and coaches? Yeah, those guys all get yeah. one. Because I know scouts for the Cubs who, um, yeah, who they all got crazy rings. Well, the one that was funny to me was the Lakers gave a ring to Magic. Yeah. After and, all and, he uh, did, Kobe's wife. Yeah. No, I get it for yeah. Kobe's wife, but everything Magic did try to try to disrupt everything. Yeah, calling press conferences and doing everything he did, they still gave him a ring. Yeah, so that's when you look at it and you go, "All right, balance the scales." Right on the left, you have David Price who said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm not comfortable playing during COVID," 
or on the right magic who tried to sabotage an organization. If the guy on the right gets the ring, yeah. The guy on the left, right? Yeah. I if think you they, don't, Dave, the story gets out. Of course it's a it really does. bad look. I think most teams cuz I remember Boach telling us that if you're like considered royalty in the organization, yeah. You get a ring. Like James Worthy got a ring for the Lakers. Yeah, nice. So like Will Clark used to get a ring when the Giants won every time. Damn. Yeah. Willie Mays, old school, yeah. right? Willie Mays, you know, so if yeah. you're if you're royalty, you get taken care of. Oh, I'd like to be the guy who is in that room determining yay or nay. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be thumbs down on a lot of people. <laughs> For the Padres? I could see you doing it. Fuck that guy. Fuck, what did he do? All right, guys, we have about 25 <laughs> rings to go. And we got about 40 names. Let's try to get through this so we can get to lunch. Craig Shipley. <laughs> yeah. Kind of an interesting one. I like Shipley. Yeah. All right. I can give Shipley one. Great. Uh, uh, let's see. Coach John Cantera. No. What? No. Okay. Uh, Braden. Uh, fuck. Come on. Are we telling jokes or are we going to fucking vote here? What are we doing? I didn't know it was open mic night. Do I need to buy two fucking drinks here? <laughs> if the pods win, does Woods get a ring? No. Being part of the, the flagship? He's Not unless he's buying it. Not unless he's fucking trading Woods would in, buy it. Woods trading would in buy his it. vinyl collection. Woods would buy it. He'd explain to Hannah why he has to have it. He'd buy it. Yeah, he'd do a whole show about it. <laughs> he would. He'd do a whole fucking show about it. No. <laughs> he would buy it. Unless, to me... Like I, I've said, hold on, Harry. Okay, so he gets a ring, but he passes Tony Gwynn Jr. in the hall. He's putting his hand in his pocket, right? Like he's hiding his ring. He he's should embarrassed. Be. Junior gets one. Of course, Lo does not get one. Uh, for me, when the soccer's rings were given, I was very happy. But I also knew that I drove down there every fucking night for free. From Cardiff, and I was the one guy that showed up every fucking night for the interns. The interns, half of them showed up because you got different shit going on. You're working, you're yeah. doing whatever. I didn't miss the game in two years. I was there involved. You do your part. You're putting media notes together, the whole thing. I felt like I made it not on the field. Yeah. But, but from an organization yeah, standpoint, organization. they made an argument that, hey, this guy helped out and he did it for fucking free. And Ron Fowler was such an incredibly cool guy that we got one. Yeah. So that was great. If I'd showed up to one game oh, or sure. two games and like put out the Togo sandwiches, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> So that's it. I just I, like for the Lakers. I guarantee you, dude. I guarantee you, Rob and Jeannie, without even knowing, are like, "What the fuck are we doing with 32? <laughs> Rob's like, "I don't know." But Jeannie's like, "Well, I'm the one who's got to write the check, yeah. Rob, not you." Another twenty-five grand. Fuck. Fuck. No fans. No fans. Got cardboard cutout shit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. The pods ever get to that point, I'll be happy to, to play that part. Yeah, the pods uh, took care of uh, Dave Marcus in 98. He was the he, one that waved the star, traveled should, with the though. team. Yeah, he's, but that was pretty cool. It's part of the broadcast yeah. team, had been there, traveled with the team, did a lot, absolutely made a contribution. Yeah. John Morris took care of a lot of people yeah. in 98. Yeah, I think the guy running the team store got a ring. Oh, see, but they're all employees. Yeah. They're staff employees. See, that's cool. I like that. That's uh, that's interesting. Remember the Yankees? Um, 
Susie, um, the broadcaster, Waldman? Susie Susan Waldman, Susan, Waldman. Susan Waldman. She wasn't, she wasn't ever allowed to get a ring. Remember, he didn't give her a ring, but he made a pendant for her, like to wear. Like he didn't Man. think she should have a ring because she's a female. Chargers didn't give one to Saw. No, that that was kind of ridiculous. That's bullshit. Yeah. And then they made him host yeah, the ring. He was ceremony. the MC of the ring ceremony. Never got one. Bubba, that's bullshit. Got fucked. He did. Fucking Bob Wick. <laughs> you think Bob Wick decided? You think Dean or Alex decided? Back then in 94, it had to be Alex, right? Fuck it. Oh, yeah. Alex was like, done. Yeah. Done. Don't give him shit. Dude, he did. He was the MC and didn't get jack shit. I've never heard of that before, the broadcaster not getting a ring. Yeah. Only those cheap yeah. bastards. That was. That's a, that's a cheap fucking move. And here's the other thing, too, as I pointed out over the fucking weekend, right? I get the narrative that. Brady should have been here. We told this story in 2000. Dave and I are doing shows with yeah, Mike Riley. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. We're doing shows with Mike Riley at Sports City Cafe. We're in a break. And uh, and Mike says, I don't know how it came up. But Mike said in Brady's rookie season, boy, keep an eye on, on Tom Brady in New England. Yeah. Now, Dave, I didn't know Tom Brady from Peter Brady. I yeah. didn't know what the fuck it was, right? And then he said... Well, he tells the whole story from SC and how he recruited him and knew him from so high school. he did. The story was that Mike... He didn't say this on the air. No. Mike was the offensive coordinator at USC. They were recruiting Tom... I think it was receivers coach, but yeah. He, he, either way, he was recruiting Tom. Yeah, he's recruiting Tom to USC. He's the guy doing all the things with the family. And uh, they had Tom as like a three-star recruit. They thought they were going to get him. They were just about to offer him a scholarship and a guy who was a four-star recruit, one above Tom, yeah. higher rated on the board at the end, changes his mind at the end and commits to USC. And USC is unable to offer a scholarship to Brady, who ends up going to Michigan. Yeah, But because Mike is who he is, he stays in contact with the Brady family and as they get ready for that draft, we are getting down to the fourth or fifth round. And Mike communicated that he had said to the Bradys, uh, I'm pushing to draft you. Yep. I want you here. And Mike's story, backed up by Billy Devaney, who was in the room, was they told Bobby Bethard, who said we need a quarterback, draft Tom Brady. I recruited him to USC. I know the family. I know the kid. It's great. And he was good at Michigan. Yeah. And... Bobby passed and instead went off the recommendation of his son, Jeff Bethard, who was a scout, and they drafted Jawan Sider. Who never even made it out of camp. No. What I said was, over the weekend on Twitter, for anybody that thinks Brady would have come to the Chargers and been who he is, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no doubt in my mind that the Spanos family would have fucked that kid up, and as I said... Uh, he would have been in the league two and a half years, and now he'd be enjoying his new job, filling helium tanks <laughs> at Bernie Wilson's party rental store in La Hambra. No fucking way. There is nobody in this league, even Brady, that can escape the, st the Spano stink. There's no fucking chance. And that kid got to New England, and he got together with Belichick, and a couple of things fell his way with the injury to Drew Bledsoe. And and he and Belichick made the rest. So it, it, just a couple steps from Brady, not with that story, but 
So people know the story that Brady was, you know, drafted to play pro baseball. He was a catcher, and he was really bummed out that he ended up going where he went in the draft at 199. But when he was at Michigan, remember they kept trying to push Drew Henson. Yeah. Who was the baseball player with yeah. with the Yankees and the Reds and ended up playing quarterback for the Cowboys a little bit. But as good as Brady would do at Michigan, they kept putting Henson back in yeah. over and over again. And then Brady would have to come in. And and Brady was very good, especially winning games late for Michigan. Mm-hmm. But he goes through – it's funny, my mom doesn't follow football at all. She sent me a note today. She goes, I'm such a huge fan. And she goes, I, 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 just this guy's story is amazing. Yeah. And I didn't even get into it with her. But it, it's something you and I talked about last week. You can't even make the argument that he's not the greatest football player of all time. I think you can make the argument now that he's the greatest player in team sports history. Oh, not to Rob Parker and fucking – Who uh, do they say? Chris Broussard. Broussard is a joke, but go ahead. Who? Do, what did they say? Well, the first guy they pointed out was Bill Russell. Fuck that. There are eight teams in the league. Let's calm yeah. the fuck down. One of them was the Jewish Community Center of Massachusetts. So Bill Russell, if you want to go there, and then I'm tonight, not going there. Not with eight teams. And then tonight they they push Michael Jordan gets the nod over Brady because uh, Deflategate. Okay, because of Deflategate. Well, again, now Michael's six and zero. Here, here's the argument I heard today, and I think it was on the Herd show, but the Herd wasn't hosting. I think it was it was someone else. Anyway, the argument was um, that when LeBron leaves, mm. everything goes to shit. Everywhere. He left Cleveland twice, right yeah. to shit right <laughs> yeah. away. Huge. Goes to Miami, a contender right away, turns to shit when he leaves. Goes to the Lakers, contender right away. You look at Brady, does the exact same thing. And, yeah. he, he, and where you want to say Jordan, I understand the whole Jordan argument, Jordan went to the Wizards. The Wizards weren't contenders. Correct. You know, and he was—he averaged twenty points a game. People think he was shit with the Wizards. He wasn't terrible with the Wizards, but at the same time, they weren't contenders. Brady immediately made Tampa Bay a contender. Had not been to the playoffs in thirteen years yeah. and, and won a playoff game in eighteen years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My argument was always for this question was always without a doubt it's Gretzky is the greatest yeah. of all time, but Gretzky doesn't have the seven. And and seven is is insane. But I always said it, it's not even close. Gretzky wins that argument. But the more you you sit there and you look at numbers and the way things worked out for this kid, and it's funny yeah. he's forty three, and he does amazing things and and he keeps winning. And I th- I honestly believe this Tampa Bay team is more talented than any team he ever had with uh, the Patriots. But I think he separated himself, Jeff. Were you going to look back at Patriot the Patriots era with him and Belichick? And I think it's going to be the Brady era, not the yeah. Belichick Brady era. Yeah. Because if you look at Belichick's career record, he has a losing career record when he never coached, when he doesn't have Brady. Everywhere he's been. I thought Tom Curran uh, from NBC Boston was great today on Dan Patrick's show because Dan asked him, who is hurting more today, Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick? Oh, that's a good question. And he said 100% it's Bill Belichick because – he told Robert Kraft, look, we won without him in the past. Yeah. We won with Matt Castle, and he's 43, and he's going to demand this much money. It is time for us to move on. And he said Belichick didn't even know what he had, and it was standing right in front of him. He said Robert Kraft listened to his coach, and even though he loves Brady like a son, he let his football guys yeah. run the football operation. To me, Dave, I looked at what happened yesterday and I said last week I was in on Brady. It's, it's. I mean, the Britt Reed story is disgusting. Yeah. Tyreek Hill story is disgusting. It didn't, it didn't have anything to do with that, right? I wasn't yeah. on any soapbox. 
What I looked at for Brady was, this is a dude at 42 years old who was told, you don't matter anymore. To a team where you won six championships, you don't matter, and you are free to go. When he became a free agent, two fucking teams had interest in him. In a league where uh, that Minshew kid's a starter in Jacksonville, yeah. right? And Wentz is shit, and Trubisky's shit, and so many teams are yeah. shit, right? Where you look around, you go, two fucking teams yeah. had interest in this guy. One of them was the Chargers. I don't know. I like to think the way they fucked it up before played a part in it. I have no idea. And the only other team that p- showed interest was Tampa Bay. And so I was shocked by how many friends of mine, and a lot of them were female, that were all in on Kansas City. And I said, let me ask you, in your life, were you ever told uh, you don't matter anymore? Were you ever told your two oh, boyfriends, jobs, uh, anything? Were you ever told, hey, you know what? This isn't for you anymore. We're going younger. We're going faster. We're going prettier. Because I go, that's what they fucking did to Tom Brady. Yeah. And I said, he came out. And Todd Bowles was goddamn awesome was running that defense. But so was goddamn Brady. And at 43 years old, he wins his seventh fucking Super Bowl. And the idea that two dumb fucks like Chris Broussard and Parker tonight can't even give the guy a fucking... I love Jordan. I love Gretzky. I love yeah. Bill Russell, Dave. I, I, I love all those guys. And I'm uh, LeBron. I'm fascinated by it all. How come you can't just fucking for one day go, dude, like Drew Brees, when he got blown out, same thing. He had two teams that were interested in him, New Orleans and Miami. Same thing with Brady, who had six fucking rings yeah. on his finger. And teams like the Bears were so arrogant to go, no, nah, we don't need you. We're going to go with Trubisky, <laughs> right? Um, Washington says, no, we're going to stay with yeah. Haskins. Yeah. Haskins is our guy. How many different teams can you look at? Carolina had no idea yeah. what they were going to do. You can, you can find examples up and down the league. And he goes to goddamn Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians, gets Fournette, right? Yeah. Gets Antonio Brown, gets Gronkowski, already has Godwin, already has uh, 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 Mike Evans. Bruce, uh, Bruce Arians, Leftwich, and, and Todd Bowles. Grabs a tackle in the first round to protect him. And that defense. I The I defense was, is insane. I'm not a Brady fan. Like, our friend Katie Temple sent me this interview today. She goes, hey, I think you get a kick out of this. It's from 2018. I go, I don't want to hear it. He was still the man in New England in 2018. And he would not say yesterday when they asked him which game meant the most. Probably 28-3, right? When you're down 28-3, that's probably number one. I think this was the biggest proof of, as you just said what a, a second ago. What fuck you did. The, that you, that, yeah, everyone said I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, this is, to me, and it sounds, Patriot fans will freak out. I think this has to be number one. This has to be the the biggest odds against them was this year. Well, Dave, I go back. Can you do it without Bill? I go back even to the first one against the Rams, right? Because remember, the greatest show on turf was a huge favorite. And and what did that one mean, right? So I kind of think, I get it. When you look back at all of them. And they're all like your kids. You, you can't pick a favorite. Yeah, where they all mean something to you, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know which one hurts the most. Is it the Tyree? Yeah, I think both those giant ones. Undefeated, you think they're, they're, man. They're, they're two, yeah, exactly. You go down in history a different way. The, the craziest number, man, with, with Brady is that he has more Super Bowl championships yes. than any organization does Yes. combined. And you go, okay, well – what are the chances somebody ever catches Tom? Not in our lifetime, because right. 
even the guys that have two right now with his his Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's fucking about to retire. He's done. a mess. He's done. Roger says one. Yeah, so does Breeze. Breeze and Breeze is one. about to announce his retirement. Yeah, and Aaron, yeah, that that's it. So you go. Mahomes has one. He's the closest thing. But again, we talked about this last week. If Brady knocks off Mahomes, there's nothing Mahomes can possibly do in his yeah. career to say you're the goat. When you head went to head. head to head with the, with the guy we consider the goat, you lost. They shut you down, and it you wasn't close. Yeah, you couldn't score one touchdown. And I tell you what, man, I'm I'm all for Pat Mahomes. I I don't know how I've. Oh my ended. god, he had no offensive line. That was the worst offensive line I've ever seen. True, but but last night when you were watching Ryan Clark break down what Todd Bowles was doing yeah. defensively, it was awesome. Oh man, you just go, wow, this is great. Doesn't Todd Bowles look like he's? I mean, just off of that, you know, he, of course he he wasn't with. Uh, uh, it was a short time ago he was a head coach. Nobody talks yeah. about Todd Bowles until he's going to be there for a while doing his thing. But if you had to pick a coach now, how many guys say let's interview Todd Bowles? How many guys? Yeah. Eric Bieniemy's name's not coming up now. No, right? Uh, yeah, you think in Detroit they're like, yeah. oh, see, <laughs> we got a guy. So stupid. Or in Philadelphia with Sirianni. You think they're telling everybody in the office? See, now the whole world knows who we shut up, right? Um, but but I look at that whole deal. And for Todd Bowles, look, man, Todd Bowles absolutely deserves another chance. Yeah. But we don't know. Maybe he's like Wade Phillips was. Yeah. Right? Maybe some guys are just better quarters. But holy shit, the way he ran that defense was, yesterday, was Dave, you're telling me Philadelphia can't look at that? And and what I thought was the coolest thing about Bowles, I loved what Bruce Arian said about him. But then you watch what all the players said. And you go, that's the come on, you, yeah. we've been around that league too long. Guys don't just start preaching. That reminded me of the way the Bears talked about Buddy Ryan. Yeah, that's right. And they just said they loved him. They, they loved him. And what he did to neutralize that team, and watching a few of the. Um, Tampa Bay defensive players yeah. last night. Oh, I know who it was. It was Arians himself who said he took it personal. He took it personal when people started saying we'd have no answer for that offense. Yeah. And he go, that's pretty wild. But, but yeah, I, I just thought the whole thing was great. And then today when Mahomes' mom goes on to social what media. What I tell you, dude, she's a mess. And, and so starts, is his fiance. And starts popping off to Brady's wife. Well, it's too bad you need the referees to win the game. No, it's too bad your fucking defense is listen, on the on the pass interference yeah. along the left sideline right before the half. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's the call on Godwin where the where the heels that was pretty shaky. I, I would have called it. I would have thrown the flag. But the 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 Tyron Matthew? Yeah. That's fucking interference. The one along the near sideline, that's fucking interference. Stop grabbing guys. The offsides? Yeah, yeah. What's that? See, that Mahomes, it's funny. Mahomes, his dad was a professional pitcher. Yeah. You think she would know how to behave. Oh, She is really bad, man. And so is his fiance. She's a mess. That's the kind of shit that makes me crazy because he is such... Pat Mahomes... You want to root for him. How can you not? Yeah. Right? Like He's running by psychos. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm flipping around tonight and I end up on 1090. Don't ask me why. What happened? Danny Woodhead, who we love. Yeah, Danny's great. Is doing a podcast, which they brought over to the show. I don't know who he does it with. But Danny was talking about some of the flow throws that Mahomes made. Now, there's there's a guy that is legit and has yeah. credentials. And he's like, Danny was really funny. He's like, 
wait a minute. You're telling me this guy's just running in circles and just loops it into yeah. the air and basically drops it right on the pylon. And, and he goes, how about the one that he threw and hit the running back right in the face? Yeah, right in the fucking face. And he goes, he's on the move then, too. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, a guy who played with Rivers, guy who played yeah. with Brady. And it was cool hearing a player's perspective where he had just so much respect for Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, I, I think we're all amazed at the stuff that Mahomes does. But for his mom to jump in and – I mean, oh, dude, he scored God. nine fucking points. He scored nine. nine. They shut you down. Yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Are you out of your fucking mind? But then I heard somebody – maybe it was on that show. They 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 were talking about clock management yeah. and timeouts, the whole thing. And they said, uh, you think what was going on with Andy Reid's son was in his head at halftime or during the game? You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean – God dang, man. The story oh. with Andy Reid's kid, and I don't want to say Andy Reid's kid because the story is the kid that's in the hospital that's fighting for their life is the, the story. And so Andy Reid's a good dude, man. Like, everybody loves yep. Andy Reid. And I feel bad for Andy Reid. The thing that sucks is I remember when you and I a long time ago were at KFMB, and we talked about Andy Reid's twin boys. Yeah. And they were clusterfucks then. Yeah. They were running a drug emporium out of Andy Reid's house when Andy Reid was coaching the Eagles, and they're – Selling drugs and all this. Shit. I remember you and I going, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And then obviously the the, the the twin boys. There's a bunch of arrests in that time and gun charges and fights and a, bu- a bunch of shit that went bad. One of the twins, Britt, who was in the accident, his twin brother mm-hmm. died of a heroin overdose. Um, Britt was now coaching with Andy as he tried to keep fuck. him close to keep him on the right track. Gets drunk the other night. Hits a car that's on the side of the road as the mom is trying to help someone with gasoline and and the girls in the car and boom all of a sudden there's there's a huge crash and swelling on the brain and they've got this five year old fighting for their life so the story is the little girl it's not you of know course. yeah and so and I know you, you that you're that way I don't want anyone to listen and think football is more important than that little girl's life and fuck that kid dude when you see yeah. that picture of that kid like it tell it's me is brutal. It, it just puts the lump in your throat. Yeah. And I know if I if it was my kid and I'm Andy Reid, I'm spending the majority of my time talking to my wife who has to deal with this now with lawyers and the police and everything else. And, yeah, you probably aren't going through a normal, normal game routine. But I don't know how much that affects the actual game. When the game was over, Andy Reid's, I guarantee his thoughts go right to his wife, his other son, and, and his uh, you know daughter. His son's going to prison. Man. Well, he has, he has three boys. He has, okay. he, so oh, there's yeah. one boy that's not, you know, obviously one of the twins, and he has, what, two daughters. And he has a wife that has to deal with the shit. So it doesn't matter how much money he has or anything else. He has a kid that's going to go to prison maybe for the rest of his life. Well, he made a kid who made it. He has a kid who made the decision to get behind yes, the wheel. Yes, exactly right. And I think as a parent, you have to look at it and go, at what fucking point in my life did I fail? Yeah. At what point in my life after knowing what his brother went through, how did this guy think that he had the wherewithal to get behind the wheel? And I just think, again, I don't have a daughter. Uh, you don't have a daughter, Dave, but he does. Yep. And when you look at that picture of that beautiful little girl, I, I, I just and realize what your flesh and blood did to that little girl whose entire life is in front of her. I, I just don't even know, man. Yeah. I, I just. My feeling would be that no matter what decision I make right now is going to feel like the wrong decision. Yeah. Do I coach in this game? Do I take myself out? Do I try to appear normal? Uh, I don't know what I fucking do because I'm a parent and I care about people and I can't imagine 
what that poor family is going through as that little girl exactly. fights the fight of her life. And I can't believe that somebody that I raised and tried to teach right from wrong couldn't fucking figure it out and is 100% responsible. I would be devastated yeah. um, for the family and the whole deal. I know there's my aunt lives in Philadelphia, and she lived about five doors down. She's known the Reed family for years and just said, I, I've never asked her about the kids, but she just said that Andy Reed was an incredible guy. Yeah. And it got, you know, you see shit that happens on social media. This is why I got rid of Facebook and why I got rid of Instagram, the whole thing. Because there are people that have friendships with Andy Reid and said, my my thoughts and prayers go out to the Reid family as they try to deal with this, right? And then other people, well, my thoughts and prayers are with the girl. Well, of course. Yeah. Right? Of course. You go anywhere. And it's not like Andy Reid's on Twitter. So I don't know what the purpose is of the first one. But I, I get it. You just... The whole thing is just goddamn brutal. And then the other weird part of yesterday, too, was seeing the news that uh, Pedro Gomez passed away. Yeah, I was going to get into that because Pedro's been a guest on our show. We've seen him at Fuck, ballparks. Man. Pedro was, was and, God dang, man, I tell you, it was kind of, the cool thing about it was how many people had something great to say about Pedro today. Yeah. I mean, all over the place, on social media, on TV. Pedro was that guy. There aren't a lot of guys in this business that you run across where everybody roots for because Pedro was a guy that was non-threatening. You cool. never thought he was – he's not the stabby in the back guy. He was always, as you UT? could tell – Yeah, he was a guy that helped people out or send, send nice notes. And he was he was always a good dude. And yeah. I remember you and I, when we, when we started to get to know him, that it was – what an advantage he had that he loved baseball, but he also spoke Spanish perfectly. Yeah. And going, you know, he's going to be fine. And we used to call him in Arizona all the time. All the time. He was he was a, a good dude, and I know a lot of people in San Diego knew him, but I think a lot of people across the country felt like they knew him too. I did want to hear Darren's show because it felt like the most I heard from Pedro for the last four or five years. Darren opened the show, went the first 25 minutes oh, on Pedro. Have to, he, he passed the Super Bowl up. He went with Pedro. Well, yeah, because that's where I heard him yeah. for the, like, we tease Darren for having guys on every third day, but there are certain guys where you go, that's really fucking good. Pedro yeah. was one of those guys. Yeah. If he was on Darren's show, for me, I never tuned out because I loved it. And he was, Dave. He was just one of those guys that if you were a baseball guy, he would talk to you all day. And having been here in San Diego, he had a really good, we had him on, but Darren had a really good relationship with him. And I just was locked up, and I know how close Darren and Marty were with him. Well, Darren said he had a relationship with them back when he worked at ESPN. That oh, he wow. Said when Goes he was, back that far. No he kidding. said when he was producing nights, he said you always look for people on the West Coast, and he developed a very good friendship with them because he said no matter what, he always came on. Damn, that's 25 years, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could tell. Like, there's yeah. just certain guys that you put on, you go, that's it. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just uh, a really, really crazy weekend it was so very sad yeah uh, but um yeah just heartbreaking and and guys that we know really really well that knew him at a different level than we did yeah and great picture tonight i think bob nightingale put out there's such a cool picture from the world series in houston and it's scotty miller it's nightingale it's pedro it's buck martinez yeah. did you see that picture yeah. god it was so great man just when you get when you got a chance whether it's the winter meetings or we've done playoff games or all-star games, 
Dude, those old school baseball writers, the national guys like that, uh, all such good dudes. Well, I shouldn't say all, but no. 99% of them, like Nightingale, like Scott Miller, like Pedro, they're just such good fucking dudes, man. And Kernan, all those guys, yeah. right? Kernan had a great picture with him and Pedro today. Yeah. I mean, those guys are all the same guy, and they're funny as shit. They're just ultimate ball busters. But... Uh, but they'll all give you, they'll talk to you all day, like like your family. And yeah, that bothered me last night, man. I, I was sorry to hear that. Let me tell you the craziest thing <laughs> that happened to me uh, yesterday. Not me, but the craziest thing that I was around yesterday. So I went to a Super Bowl party. There were about 18 people. Okay? Good job. Where the fuck's my mask? Dude, you don't need it. You've had COVID. You're good. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have it in my lungs. Can you still yeah, feel it I'm in your lungs? Yeah, I'm still coughing right now. I, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to fight coughing. So uh, so as we're watching the game and everybody's watching this thing on, on a couple TVs and standing there, one guy goes, man, I would totally fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> and Jesus Dude, com- completely like stop the room, you know? Yeah. And nobody says a word. We're just looking. We, everyone kind of does the look at this guy. And he goes, well, you know, with his wife there, too. I'm like, and she's going to hold the camera? Yeah, <laughs> like, weird. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I got to tell you, dude, you have really fucking weird friends. <laughs> People really? say that about me hanging out with you. Bullshit. There's never been a time where I, in a room of 20 people, I just blurted out shit like that. Your friends are fucking weird. You need to, you need to be a little more selective. <laughs> totally. You got to out. Yeah. Good for I don't him. know what he thought was what the response was going to be, but he got the looks. Hey, I'm all for whatever the guy wants to do to get He's through married, the night. He's married. has kids. Yeah. So, so was fucking Elton John. Whatever he wants to do, I don't care. But goddamn, to just blurt that out at so a party? Elton John. Yeah. Elton John was married. Yeah, I, I, I know. I remember. Okay, here's a quick question for you. Okay. Because I'm thinking about this today. I don't today. think Elton John had kids, though. Not then. Okay, so here, here's my question for you. All right. I'm watching Capricorn 1 today. Do you remember that movie? Capricorn With OJ? 1? With OJ. So okay. it, James it, Brolin. Uh, James Brolin. Okay. okay, and it's it's the one with the astronauts, like they're supposed to go to Mars and they yeah, go to a I sound studio. I thought it was like an astronaut. And then they're gonna okay. they have to kill them off, and then say they died coming back from landing. You never saw. Okay, damn it. So here's here's the deal. The star of the movie is Elliot Gould, who's trying oh, yeah. to who's trying to get to the bottom of it. Okay. And then James Brolin's the lead, uh, you know, the lead guy on the on the whatever Capricorn one going to Mars. And then I started thinking at the end of the movie. I've seen this movie a million times when I was a little kid. And I was thinking, wait a second. Barbara Streisand used to be with Elliot Gould. Yeah. And she's with James Brolin. I wonder yeah. if that movie broke up uh, those relationships. I thought maybe you would know. No idea. No, because I got to be honest. Ever since I blurted out, so did Elton John. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think that could be a guy where you go, Dave, I think we could be roadies for Elton John. That fucking show's wild every night. Dude, what? No, I don't want to be a roadie for Elton John. When he dresses up as the duck, you're not down with that? No, no. Guy's a maniac. I don't give a fuck about the show. I want to know what's going to happen to me afterwards. I'm not pulling at an Elton John concert. Uh, Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Well, not with your ponytail. (laughs) But if you get a fucking haircut and get rid of your man bun, I think you are. Me and Woods are. And fucking, you know who else? I'll tell you who else is pulling at that fucking Elton John. You think they're a bunch of horny hot chicks going to see Elton John? I think there's a ton. I tell you who's pulling there, not you with your fucking man bun. How about those guys saying you're the guy from Karate Kid? 3? That was funny, Terry Silver. He nailed it. Wood said it. That was perfect. Yes, he was right. 
But I said that guy at least was at least he was a fucking sensei. You're just a douche. Uh, here's who's pulling chicks at that Elton John concert. You jumped to an early conclusion. No Me, way. Woods, Stevie Verissimo, <laughs> Jimmy Betancourt. No way. Definitely Pete and Billy. If we're all on that crew, it's fucking go time every night. Dude, I don't you think he's going to an Elton John concert. If he's working, making money, no we way. better have new genics in the back. Would you tell Willie William to his face? Would you say, hey, Billy, here's the deal. I got a job for you working air supply concerts. Would you say to his face? I didn't say we're pulling chicks at air supply. I said we're pulling chicks at the Elton John concert. Chicks love that fucking Levon. <laughs> and I need new friends. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The fucking Levon. Oh, my God. I didn't say you were working John Denver's concert. Pulling a bunch of chicks that look like Doris Roberts. <laughs> Telling you, Elton John, I think I think we're okay. Oh my god! T-shirt tech. I'll tell you what. T-shirt tech. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to yeah. bring all these guys back in. A miserable Padre fan, amazing. Who, by the way, miserable Padre fan had the best tweet before the Bauer signing. What do you say? He said, Bob Nightingale says it's a done deal. Bauer to the Mets. Oh, fuck. That means he's going to be a Dodger. <laughs> he did. He nailed it like five hours before it happened. Shit. That's good writing. <laughs> That's good writing, Eric. Son of a gun. Yeah. We're bringing all those guys. <sighs> fuck. And everybody gets their own bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, want to mention Alan Taylor at Taylor Made Pools. Look, the weather's starting to get a little bit warmer. We told you. It's weird how it's cold right now at night, but no. I'll tell you, during the day, it's been really nice. This weekend was great. 81 degrees. TaylorMade Pools, you're going to want that pool getting started. Alan Taylor is waiting to stand by to make your backyard a staycation. Make sure you call Alan Taylor at TaylorMade Pools. Get things going in the right direction. You're going to absolutely love your pool. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Al Taylor is definitely on the roadie crew. Oh, my God. He knows we're going to fucking clean up when they start playing the bitches back. <laughs> How do I know all these songs? Benny in the Jets. <laughs> uh, Dave, I can't uh, tell you how perfect the weather was in Carlsbad today. Absolutely insane. And if it's this nice and this warm now, what's it going to be in March, April, May, and as we get into June? Take a look at that backyard. What do you have back there? You've got that pathetic astroturf that you got from boomers when they went out of business <laughs> and you have some pathetic little miniature golf thing that you like or who knows maybe you have that lizard sanctuary that you thought was a great idea bullshit get rid of all of them let the lizards back out in nature and build yourself a goddamn pool for christ's sake okay stop goofing around get your shit together and you know the guy who can help you do it is al taylor from taylor made pools nothing better on a hot day and cracking open an ice-cold Molson's and just <laughs> relaxing in the pool and thinking about how great your life is. But you can open up that cold beer, but if you don't have the pool to relax in, you've only got half the equation. Check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, sponsor page, see those pools, and then get one for yourself. Absolutely. Brian Curry's the guy to He's find that perfect crew. house. <laughs> He's on the crew. Brian Curry's the guy to find that perfect home. Again, selling real estate in San Diego County for more than 20 years. He knows all the neighborhoods, the ones with the good schools, the ones where the house, the value of your home is going to continue to go up. Again, call Brian Curry. 
He's the guy you want to talk to if you're looking to sell your home or buy the home of your dreams. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. BC's on the crew, but I'm thinking all old school. He starts going into that Lion King shit. That might really put a little bit of water on the lit fuse, right? Damn it. I have to think this out. Uh, Yeah, buying your own house is about as much fun as you can have. You know how I know? Because I watched the Super Bowl in the house that used to be my house. (laughs) It was great. I watched it on the TV I bought, made lunch on the grill I bought. It was fantastic. And then at the end of the night, oh, yeah, I drove away. That's weird. Didn't I buy this fucking house? Yeah. Well, it was sure fun to watch the game here. And now it's odd as I drive away. <laughs> if you want the first part where you go, it's really fun to go to your house and watch the, the game on your TV, fire up your grill, do yeah. all those kind of things. Uh, the guy who can help you find the perfect house is Brian Curry. And BC knows. Uh, I'm sure he's a little worried about your haircut. But he'll help you. I'm he'll dying help to get me. a haircut. Huh? I'm dying to get a haircut. Well, why don't you go, for Christ's sake? Dude, I'm kind of in Call a, Joe the Barber. I t- well, here's the deal. Everything's been going my way since growing my hair out. <laughs> Outside of getting COVID. Yeah. Okay. How about getting... Lakers, Dodgers, getting, Alabama have all won. My, you're not my, Champa Bay, buddy. My, my travel team, dude, my Bears team hasn't lost since June. We, we win a championship every time we leave. We come back from Arizona with, with flags. The high price I'm superstitious. It is. And then if we start the high school baseball season, if I cut this hair, it might not be a good time. Oh, boy. Might have to wait till June. Uh, but whoever needs that perfect house, I'm trying to think of where the hell we were. Oh, I know what it was. Saturday. We had to end up kind of back behind from university at like 70th. Lived in La Mesa 12 years. Never went back up in the hills, kind of back up by Helix High School. God damn, are there some great neighborhoods over there. So many different places that you find out or you may not even know about, but you know who does know them? Uh, Brian. Yes. Give Brian a call. Tell him what you're looking for, and he can help you find that house. Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to. If you're trying to get out of debt, you're trying to figure out your finances, what you're going to do moving forward. More people we know seem to call Dan all the time or always do that call. Hey, is Dan really what you say he is? He is exactly what we say he is. Dan's going to be the guy you call and say, man, it was really one of the best calls I made, especially before you pay your taxes, figuring out what's going on. Call Dan Williams, get out of debt, get out of the rental market, buy your first home. Dan can help you out. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Plan on buying a car within the next six weeks, and the, the great thing about doing that is get paid on Friday, Yeah, and I literally have no bills to pay. Oh, that's cool. Credit cards paid off, cars paid off, everything's paid off. And it's such an unbelievable feeling where you can tuck that money away and, like I said, start looking towards buying a new car since I drive about 9,000 miles a week. And uh, one of the ways I was able to get there was by following Dan's plan to borrow smart, repay smart. Now, it's one thing if you want to do it to get debt-free and be able to get a new car. But look big picture, which is what I'm doing as well which is setting yourself up financially so that when you want to buy that house, the lenders are knocking down your door uh, to make sure that you sign with them to get that right loan, whether it's the FHA, the conventional, whatever loan you want, 
uh, Dan's going to help you get there. So give him a call, 858-688-6813. Absolutely. Look, if you're looking for that website, the way Jeff and I are really happy with what we have right now, Kyle Fluger can help you with a brand new website or fix the one that you have, 619-500-6621. Again, call, get on Kyle Fluger's calendar, 619-500-6621. Yeah, goofing around over the weekend watching the game, and you find a couple of websites that are so smooth, and you go, hey, this is great. And you know what usually happens? You go, yeah, you just make a mental note. I'm going to be back there. But then make uh, cross paths with a website that's shit. Yeah. And you can't wait to get off of there. Tell everybody that that site was garbage. And you know you're never going back. Yeah. And that's the question that you have to ask yourself. Uh, which site do I have? Is it the site that people go, hey, this was fantastic and they can't wait to get back? Or is it the site where they go, man, this is garbage and I'm never coming back? Uh, make sure you're on the right side of the equation. Call Kyle and help him. Uh, he'll help you get there. And before you do it, look at our, our page. I just mentioned it, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Cleaned up so nice. We couldn't be more proud of it, and you will be incredibly proud of your new uh, page as well. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? The first three out of five aren't with us anymore. Okay. okay. First one we're going to go with is James Dean. Oh, damn, dude. That's a great one. James Dean. Uh, I'm going to try to do the math here. I think he died right around 1960. 55. Is that right? Yep. 55. Okay, so I think I can do the math. I think he was... I think he was... I'm going to say he was 25 when he was when he died. That makes him 1930. I'm going to say he'd be 90... I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say 93 today. 90. Fuck. He'd be 90 today. 90. Now... He's made a ton of money, right, because he did. of his unfortunate Surprise death. Me. But if he'd stuck around and made movies like Bad Grandpa, yeah, like that dipshit De Niro, although we watched Meet the Fockers the other night. My kids had never seen it. I uh, Meet the Parents. Yeah, we watched like it? it. Oh, they fucking loved it. We died laughing. I bet you do, Panama Red. <laughs> uh, Owen Wilson is so goddamn great in that movie. I'm going to say J James James Dean's worth uh, forty million. Well, it said two million dollars when he died. So two, two when he died, it was two million dollars. But still, two million in nineteen fifty-five. His is estate oh, today, yeah. his yeah. estate's worth fucking hundred million. Probably. Yeah, I, I don't have that. I just had what he had when he died, which is a lot of money for a guy twenty-five yeah. years old. All right, Gary Coleman. God damn, Gary Coleman. All right, let me think about this. I'm going to say Gary Coleman. Uh, today would have been 51. 53. Wow. Ah, uh, boy, this is going to hurt. 180,000. 75,000. Damn. Remember he was like a security guard? Yeah. Probably still buy a car. <laughs> we got a four-foot-tall security guard. Yeah. What's he going to do? What's he guarding? <laughs> Mr. Goodbar? And you know he was an asshole, too. Right, <laughs> he was a prick. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine walking into, you know what that would be fun is like Gary would enforce the wear the mask. Yeah, he would. I think Gary'd be very pro COVID, like COVID, COVID protocols, and and bless his heart for that. Bless his heart. Here's a guy right here you would not fuck around if he was a security guard, Kimbo Slice. No way. <laughs> he will mangle your face. Uh. 51 again. 47. That's it. God, would have I was going to say 47, but I thought he was older. Uh, $2 million. $500,000. Damn. 
All right, a little bit more money here. Julio Jones, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah, like it. Uh, 26? 32. Is he that old? Yeah. God damn. Uh. 60 million. 50 million. Pretty good guess. Okay. And we were talking about Motley Crue, Vince Neal. Vince Neal. 60. Exactly right. 8 million. 50 million dollars. God damn. Good for him. Can you believe that? 50 million dollars. Good for him. He must have written some of those songs. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Five random questions for you. A couple of them are sports, some are kind of goofy. All right. Would you rather be able to talk to animals or be able to speak every language? Oh, talk to animals, 100%. <laughs> Would you? 100%. It'd be great. Oh, I'd do that all day long. I'd, fuck yeah. It'd be great. I would just talk to every dog. Dude, you wouldn't want that. I, I was thinking about this as I wrote the question. I'm thinking my dog would say, hey, I'm so fucking hungry. I know there are treats over there. How about a treat once in a while, asshole? How about you stop pissing on the floor, I, bitch? <laughs> you think I would sit there and argue with my dog? All day. If she can't talk to me, it makes my life a lot easier. If she's nagging at me, which she would. I, yeah. or, or when I left, leave the house and come back. No, and she pulls all day the, long. Where the fuck were you? Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. Underrated movie. <laughs> All right, would you rather date a girl who had too much confidence or no confidence? Oh, I love this, and it would be too much confidence. And it's very funny, Dave, that you say that because one of my closest friends is not cocky or arrogant, but incredibly confident and was cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. And I pointed out at the end, She'll listen to me. I told you Brady'd win. She wrote me back the funniest text, and I had to ask her if she meant it. And then because she's so confident, she wouldn't answer it. And she wrote me back, and she said, you're my BFF for the rest of my life, so no matter what you tell me won't hurt my feelings. And it froze me in my tracks because you know people that are so strong-willed and confident yeah. that you go, what? And I go, are you really meaning that, or are you just trying to neutralize my text game? And she wrote back, don't worry about it. And I was like, well, you just fucked me up. But I think she meant it. I would. I can't stand people with no confidence. Because all you are doing all day long is reassuring them that they're going to wake up when they go to sleep tonight. I'm is tonight the night I die? Well, goddamn, there's a part of me that thinks it should be. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm all about it, man. Confident, confident women are the, the coolest... My absolute favorite, because I, they're the ones that I, win. I, I, I agree with you. I think there's nothing more attractive than a girl that, that's confident, knows what she wants. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Are you, uh, were you more excited about the 1985 Padres, the year after they went to the World Series and grabbed Lamar Hoyt, or the mm -hmm. 2021 Padres? Much more the 2021. Really? The problem with the 85 team was I did not like that trade. I, I, it kind of feels, Dave... When you were excited about the minor leagues, we knew what was coming. And I've talked about this in the past. When you knew Alomar, the Alomar brothers were coming, you knew Benito was coming. Uh, Bayerga had been talked about. Ozzie Guillen had been talked about. That was and, the trade. And Ozzie Guillen went in that deal. And it was Ozzie Guillen. And wasn't Bayerga in that deal, too? No, Bayerga was part of the oh, Joe, Carter, Joe deal. Carter deal. But somebody else went in that deal with Ozzie Guillen to the White Sox. And I didn't like it. And I get it. Lamar Hoyt came here and was an all-star pitcher. He was a Cy Young Award winner. Wasn't here, though. No, not here with the White Sox. Yeah. No, I get it. But we were. There he went to TJ and lost his Porsche. Yeah. 
Barrett Robbins is like, get your shit together. <laughs> um, but I was so excited about the future of that team, and I really thought those guys were, and they started trading them away. And that's why, Dave, it, it's the complete opposite of what we saw Preller do. Preller traded guys away, but he didn't flip Abrams. He didn't flip Tatis, right? He didn't flip Gore. He flipped a few guys that we had heard of, but not a lot of them. And when, when Guillen went in that trade, it just sucked because yep. we were excited. You knew Templeton was getting older, and you felt like Guillen could potentially be your shortstop yep. of the future. And it was straight away for a starter. For me, I'll take an everyday guy over a starter anytime. All right. Outside of Machado and Tatis Jr., which Padres player do you have the most faith in? Oh, Machado and Tatis Jr. Uh, Fam, no. Grisham, question mark. Myers, question mark. I'll take uh, Cronenworth. Okay. There you go. Even though your boys are sitting there saying he should be on the bench, Kim's your guy. Who said that? Paul and Ben. I got to tell you, don't let me no, get was a, it. Yeah, was it Paul? No, Paul and Steve, I think. Don't let me get away without bringing up what those guys did on okay. Friday. You got it. All right, here we go. Is the National League far and away better than the American League? Uh, I would say today, yeah. Yes. I'm so, with you, too. So much talent, right, across the board. Yep. I mean, Arenado going to the Central definitely helps the West. Um, But, yeah. Mets are interesting. Braves are loaded. Um, Phillies look pretty good also. Phillies, yeah. Love the West. Yeah, I would say so. Yep. I'm with you. Braves, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking talent. In the American League, it's the Yankees and no one else. I can't think yeah. of another team in the American League has a chance. Toronto was trying to do it, but they weren't able to do White it. White Sox could be interesting. Oh, excuse me. The White Sox. You're absolutely right. The White Sox and the Yankees are the teams to watch. Yep. There you go. All right, what are you going to tell me about Friday? Uh, so Friday, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I love when guys do unorthodox things, and I really do. As much as I tease, tease Stevie Woods, I love that they change it up and do things because even when we sit here all night, we don't talk sports all night. And I think the segment that they do with Elston on Fridays is one of the coolest things they do all week, and it's the Crossing Streams uh, segment with yeah. Craig. And you and I laugh all the time. We're like, how the fuck's Craig find time to watch all yes. this shit, right? And he comes on. And the thing that I, I was saying, and I said this to Steve, and I said to Craig, too. I go, the thing that I think is great is he does an amazing job of doing things for families. He'll do something you can watch with your wife or your girlfriend. He'll do something for science fiction. Like, he really, like, if that was me. Yeah. David be like, hey, watch this documentary on Macho Camacho. Watch this documentary on Sonny Liston. And then watch uh, Goodfellas. Great. What are you doing next week? <laughs> watch Rocky. Right? I, I, science fiction, I don't know shit about. Yeah. So that's why I said to Craig, I go, dude, there is something that hits every genre. And he really is good at it. And he gets you hyped up. Yeah. He was on the other day. And he said, look. I want to give a recommendation for a show that's on Hulu. And if I could scream this from the mountaintops, I'm telling you, this is what Craig's saying okay. Friday morning. End and of itself. It's a guy, Derek Delgadio, and I might have it a little on Hulu. Okay. In and of itself. And he said, it's a one-man Broadway show. 
He'd done 600 performances, and he taped it, and he brought it to Hulu, and Craig said, it's outstanding, right? So my son, I, and like, I go, wow, it's pretty wild. Like, pretty, pretty aggressive endorsement from Craig. So Friday night, I'm hanging out with my son, Jack, and uh, it's late, it's like 10 o'clock. He goes, what are we going to do? And it just popped into my head. I go, hey, buddy of mine on the radio today said this guy, Derek Delgadio on Hulu. We got to watch this show in and of itself. And I go, let's just watch it. And if we fall asleep, we fall asleep. Dave, I'm not lying. My son's 13. You can get it as a parent, right? There are very few things where you both immediately connect. He and I are sitting on this bed and we are leaning forward watching this show. We watched it to the end and the show ended and we looked at each other and we we're like, whoa, whoa, he's part magician. He's part storyteller. It's a wild fucking show. And I texted Elston. I wrote the next day. I go, God damn, dude. Jack and I loved it. And I'm not, I'm just telling you, if you have Hulu and full credit goes to Elston for finding it. But it's like when our pal Glenn Geffner told us a couple of weeks ago about HBO Max and yep. telling us to find Class Action Park. I still recommend that. That is funny as shit. But Dave, do you have Hulu? No, I don't. Wow. How do you not have Hulu? You get there's nothing, there's nothing on Hulu that I ever want to see, so I just never go to Hulu. I guess because you wouldn't really watch Disney Plus, no, but for parents, yeah. you get ESPN Plus, Hulu, yeah. and... Uh, and Disney for 12 bucks. They're all part of the same thing. Goddamn. If, if you guys have Hulu, Dave, you'd love it. Like you should sign up for that free seven day trial of Hulu and get rid of it. But Derek Delgadio, I think it's called in and of itself. Check that shit out. And then uh, give full credit to Elston for finding it. No chance. I would have found that thing yeah. without Craig's recommendation. And I said, kudos to Steve and Ben for doing that segment. Cause I think it's really cool. And I, I just thought, Great recommendation, and so I'll share it with all of you if you missed it on Friday. Good deal. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday, everybody. So oh.